Welcome to Health Tech Hustle. We exist to share stories of the brave entrepreneurs helping to solve the most important problems in digital health today. We interview top leaders in health tech and bring them onto our show each week to listen and learn from their story. With your host, Rodney Hu, founder of 209 Digital. All right, hello, and welcome to another episode of Health Tech Hustle. Today, I'm joined by another awesome guest, Mr. Robert Longyear. He is the VP of Digital Health and Innovation at Avenue and Wanderley, and he is also the author of Innovating for Wellness. And so I'm excited to have him on today to just learn more about him and his journey to how he got into health tech. So with that being said, Robert, welcome to the podcast. Roddy, yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, no problem. So yeah, let's just jump into it. Why don't you give people a background on who you are and kind of what you do at Avenue and uh, Wanderley? Yeah, so I'll chat a little bit about the, the book first. So I, I wrote this book called Innovating for Wellness that uh, really explores the intersection between health policy and some innovations that occur in the payment side of healthcare and how that sort of set the stage and built the perfect storm for top tech companies to be able to be successful as the needs to change clinical care delivery models and interactions with patients uh, kind of come about due to these, these incentive changes. At Wanderly, to give a little bit of background, Wanderly is like kayak.com. It is a marketplace for contingent healthcare staffing. So uh, travel RNs, travel nurses, nurse practitioners, travel pharmacists, travel allied health professionals, build a profile on Wanderly, and they use it to uh, transparently look for, for jobs in inpatient facilities across the country. So it's really improved speed to market and has really become a friend to the nurses that come to the site looking to be able to evaluate pay packages and decide where they want their next assignment to be. Out of Wanderly, we built Avenue. So Wanderly has been kind of helping touch lots and lots of healthcare facilities across the country and, and fulfilling their staffing needs. But we asked ourselves one day, what if we staffed our own solution? And as this need for, for digital care management solutions, digital disease management solutions has really become crucial in, in the digital health market, we decided that we have a very large supply of healthcare professionals, clinicians that can deliver chronic disease management services to patients. So why not build a company that can partner with physician practices and health systems to better reach into the home to provide services if we have the, the clinicians and the technology to do that. Nice. So you essentially saw a problem and created a company around it, but then created a whole nother company to kind of complement the original. Yeah, absolutely. So the founder of Wanderly, Zia Raman, he uh, was in the healthcare staffing industry for a really long time. He saw that there are a lot of processes that got in between staffing a nurse into a hospital. And there was like 36 steps or something to get a nurse to a job in a hospital. And he was like, well, what if we digitized this whole process, automated a lot of pieces, and we really helped staffing agencies and managed service providers for hospitals that kind of cut out the paperwork and all the manual processes to increase speed to market and access to a healthcare workforce, which is absolutely crucial. With supply and demand imbalances across the country for nurse staffing, it's a huge issue. So being able to ensure that there's adequate supply and there's access to that supply is, is something that Wanderly is, is really built to be able to facilitate. One of the big problems during COVID-19 is in New York, New Jersey, they needed more ICU nurses. And so when we looked at our data of the nurses, uh, where they were going and which jobs they were taking through the Wanderly platform, we saw that we were kind of facilitating this match between nurse and, and hospitals in New York on the front lines. And 
our internal data really showed how we were helping increase the access to a clinical workforce during a time when there was a lot of demand for frontline workers. So that's the Wanderly story. So we saw, Zia saw a problem there. They built Wanderly and we got together and when I was at a, a previous digital health company and we were like, what if we built a new kind of company that's extremely scalable because of our staffing supply? So we said, we know that there's a need to be able to provide lots of services to patients in the home as the population ages, as more people get onto Medicare, and as the health system really struggles to keep up with this chronic disease epidemic. And so we have, we have all the clinicians, and we felt like, what if we were able to be able to build something that can support healthcare systems, physician practices in, in standing up a new service line to perform managed remote patient monitoring or care management through an app? And so that's what we did with, with Avenue as well. Nice. And so I can kind of see the value of Wanderly in all this just because of my background as an MRI tech. And over the past couple of years, I've actually been a travel tech. So working with other staffing agencies and travel oh, perfect. recruiters and stuff like that. So I definitely know the process and how many steps that you have to go through before you actually get placed on your first assignment and really just dealing with other recruiters and other companies to get you staffed. And then on the back end, you have those contracts with the hospitals and the people that are actually looking for staff to fill that job. And so I really just see the potential of Wanderly because if you're able to streamline that whole process, you're able to make things a lot more simpler. And obviously people would want to use that kind of platform as well. Yeah, so absolutely. We, so we we have about, most of the people on our platform are travel nurses. We do have a lot of allied health professionals, MRI techs that also do travel positions and go to Wanderly. And the beauty is that you just keep your profile on there. You hit quick apply to the job you want. And it's just so much faster and easier than sitting on the phone. You can message with recruiters and stay anonymous until you end up finding the job that's right for you. And then you hit, let's, let's do it. And then you get on the plane and go there. Nice. So essentially, would you say like Wanderly is like the middleman or like the platform for people looking for a job and then also the people who are looking to get those jobs filled, right? And then yep. your platform is just making it easier for that whole process to happen. You're just yep. facilitating all that. So we are a transparent and a uh, independent marketplace. So we allow the people looking to fill jobs to come to one end and the people looking for jobs come to the other and all the information is is secure, it's transparent, and it's it's just a nice place to have a nice two-sided exchange between supply and demand. Yep. Nice. So you you have two different like avatars, so to say, that you're targeting that you want to come on and use your platform, obviously. So how are you what strategies are you using to go out and connect with the people looking for the jobs or even the hospitals or the clinics that are looking for people to fulfill the jobs? How are you going about that? Right. So we work with staffing agencies and uh, managed service providers to that already have contracts with hospitals to be able to uh, allow them to come to that one recruiter side of the marketplace. So we work out with them. They join us and their recruiters get profiled on the platform and they're able to sort of be that one side of the marketplace. And then for the nurses, we have, have been very intentional in being a, a friend. So keeping things transparent, making it as easy as possible, making sure pay packages are very clear and there's no ambiguity in what people are going to get paid when they get to the job site and where the job location is. So it's a really like, it's very much like Kayata. So we've really attracted a very large number of the travel healthcare professionals because we have made it an intentional effort to be as transparent and on their side as, as we possibly can. So that's sort of the main 
strategy, I guess I would say. We built a really good product that people are, it's easy to use and people feel is, is a good resource for them. Our chief nursing advocate is also very uh, active on, on social media. So she has quite a large following and she uh, does a lot of advocacy for nurses. So I think she has also been a big contributor to attracting people to come to the platform. Ah, okay. That's awesome. And so you kind of just mentioned another person that you're working with that's part of the company. So I kind of want to dive into that a little more and just kind of learn more about the team, right? The team that you put together, the team that's helping you grow these companies to where they are now. And you have your role, your strengths and your weakness, but can you kind of speak on some other members that you're working with on your team and how they're able to help you? Yeah, absolutely. So our founder at Wanderly, CEO is Zia Rahman. He's a, he has, he's an interesting person being in the healthcare staffing space because he has a computer science degree, but he ended up getting into healthcare staffing by way of chance almost. And um, he was very successful with sort of the traditional staffing model. And then uh, using his computer science background, he acts as both CEO and CTO. So he handles a lot of the product development, the technical, the technical discussions that are necessary. So he's a very unique founder in the space because he has the domain expertise and the business knowledge, but he's also a tech person. So when seeing him kind of pull things together from both elements is, is incredible. Our EVP and one of our board members, Mark Silverman, he has been in the sort of healthcare investment and in sort of the healthcare strategy space for a long time. He worked when iPads and iPhones were first coming out. He was you know, right there with some of the healthcare apps originally. So he's really seen this industry grow up and really provides a lot of uh, sort of strategic guidance and is very active on sort of how we're building avenue out of Wanderly. We have a, a tremendous team. Kelly is, is our, our chief nurse advocate. She is, you know, she, she just finished uh, her nurse practitioner school, actually, but she uh, handles all the marketing and the sort of social media presence, which is where we really connect with, with our travel nurse users, primarily millennial travel use, nurse users and travel allied health professionals. So she really is able to connect with that audience and maintain quite the, quite the following. So she makes sure that what we're doing at Wanderly is, is best for the nurses. And she communicates that to our, our user base. My role is, is very much more on the avenue side. So I don't come from staffing. I come from care coordination, health services research type background. I studied healthcare management and policy at Georgetown and worked a lot on sort of health insurance quality improvement initiatives uh, as I kind of went through undergrad and um, in the years afterwards. And then I, my, one of my first jobs out of college was working as head of product at a pharmacy focused mobile app company. So it was sort of in the care management domain. And so my expertise is coming into the digital health space as we move to offer clinical services to patients. So my education was about a third nursing, a third healthcare management finance, and then a third health policy. And so I definitely bring sort of more of the health services side of the business and a lens there, as well as general industry domain knowledge, having written the book about digital health being able to sort of understand what's going on in the market, how our competitors are acting, and what's really clinically effective in terms of the models we use to reach patients. So uh, I do a lot of research on our clinical models. I, I read all the, the publications from New England Journal of Medicine and, and uh, JAMA, Journal of the American Medical Association, to better understand what we know works in terms of patient engagement through digital health apps. And we sort of sit in this space between care management, remote patient monitoring, and telehealth. So not all are created equal. And so we make sure, and part of my role is making sure what we're doing actually does benefit the patient and um, is, is clinically effective as well. Nice. That's interesting that you're 
that you just mentioned all these different peoples and all their different roles. Like you're the research guy. You're like the way I'm getting is you're the research guy. You're the smart guy. Then you have like the tech people. Then you have the actual healthcare professionals mix that in with the business developers, the ones who know the actual business of healthcare. And you guys are kind of just all meshing together. And it's interesting because I've interviewed others like CEOs and founders in the past and just hearing like your position and your role and the importance that you play as a piece of a company, that's very interesting. One thing that you mentioned is that you wrote a book on digital health. So I kind of want to follow up on that and uh, kind of pick your brain on that. Like what's included in that? Well, yeah, we- absolutely. So it's interesting though. I've never really been in an organization where I'm just like so proud of, of how our team works. So, you know, everybody plays such a nice role. So it's it's nice to see everybody meshing together. Um, there's there's plenty more people on the Wanderly side that I don't work as much with because I, I work more uh, on our, our digital care management initiative. But, you know, there's Paul who's sales and partnerships. He is is sort of the, the go-to sales team guy. He knows how to manage sales and do all the CRM stuff. So there's, there's plenty of other people that I, I didn't get to mention, but they you know are, are making the, the business run over there, primarily in the staffing side of things. But the book came about, I, I started writing it uh, almost a year ago. I got a relationship with a publisher and I had just written my thesis on value-based payment in Medicaid, state Medicaid programs. And out of that, I learned that care management and information technology are crucial to the success of value-based payment initiatives. So instead of paying for volume with fee-for-service payment, where patient goes in, gets tests, gets procedure, gets things done, and hospitals want to fill beds, you try to pay for high-quality services that actually keep patients healthy. And to be able to do that, to shift from a volume-based system to a value-based system is difficult. You have to change something about what you're doing when you deliver healthcare services to patients. And so one of the big gaps there is, is care management, so more touch points with patients, figuring out ways to help them manage their disease and the information needed to do that. So both of those areas were what I identified and learned about in my thesis, and then I wanted to write a book about it. My publisher was like, do not turn your thesis into a book. Nobody will read it. So they really helped me craft it in such a way that there were engaging stories, and we did interviews with uh, entrepreneurs and startups in the digital health space. And through that, I got a really good viewpoint of what's going on in the industry. So there's a whole bunch of different points at which digital tools and technologies being inserted into healthcare, which is so far behind in this space. And so there's a lot of different approaches. I've heard somebody refer to as death by a thousand cuts to the traditional way of doing healthcare. And so being that there's so many approaches and ways to do this, I was fortunate to be able to interview a whole lot of people that had very different perspectives. And I was able to sort of take that and say, these are the things that I expect to be key innovations going forward that will help enable the goals of value-based payment from a national policy perspective. So I tried to kind of merge what's going on in Washington with trying to control healthcare costs and improve healthcare quality with what can we use in startups and innovations to actually accomplish these, these goals set out by these incentives that are being changed. Nice. So I think it's really interesting how you were saying in order to create your book, it started off as a thesis from research that you were doing. And instead of just putting that into a content that you give out, you actually refined it and making it more valuable by adding stories and getting insights and perspectives from other people and other different avenues of the industry and then incorporating that into your overall content. And then now that you have like a very tangible product that's valuable and it's 
tested and it has the opinions of more than just yourself and other people's research. So it makes it that much more valuable to not just your company and yourself, but the entire industry. So congrats on that for sure. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed because I was like, oh, I can just take this thesis that I wrote. It was like many pages on Microsoft Word. And I was like, I can just turn it into a book. And they were like, you will not be doing that. That will, nobody will read it. Nobody cares. Did you even read it for the last time is what they asked me. And I said, absolutely not. I, I was done with it. I haven't picked it up since. So the book certainly was built on sort of empirical evidence and, and discussions that I've seen in sort of the research community. And then it was, it's made entertaining and relatable and engaging through, you know, actual stories of people who work on these things and why they're doing it and what their motivation is behind that. And a lot of it, and one of the core themes is, is patient stories and caregiver stories really motivate a lot of entrepreneurs in the health tech space to do something different and do something better in healthcare. And I met a bunch of people who are extremely passionate about not only being successful entrepreneurs, but in making a big impact through designing a product that's so effective that the healthcare system has no choice but to adopt it. And so that was kind of the one of the main theses of the book, um, one of the main themes going through it. And it's incredible to see that. And my own story is part two of the book. Um, I lost my mom when I was 20 to chronic myeloid leukemia. And so she was living with that for eight years. So part of this is understanding her chronic care experience, her oncologist for the years when she was living a very healthy life, and then through her, her hospitalization and then post-acute care all the way through home health. And so I was able to really see the whole continuum of chronic disease care. And so I used that story, having experienced it, to illustrate some areas where health tech and health innovations can actually make a meaningful impact for patients. So that's part of the, the book as well. That's crazy that you mentioned that because I want to like, you're saying a lot of like very valuable information and describing your book, but if you really take a step back from it, it's like you had an experience in your life, a more personal one that, that you just mentioned, your mom, and that kind of snowballed into an entire book, really. Like that was your why. That's what motivated you. And that's what actually got you interested and got the gears turning. And you just stay consistent with it and kept doing your due diligence. And over time, you actually built something and grew something from the ground up, all based off of a personal, a past personal experience. Yeah. And that's something I found not in my chance. So, you know, it when I think about my, you know, health tech hustle, you know, why I, I am hustling, it's for that purpose. We had overall a, a decent experience of care, but there was a lot of things along the way that, that were very difficult to navigate and that didn't have to be that way. And so it's something that is, is certainly motivating to me every single day. And through interviewing a lot of the, the people I talked to in my book, I kind of, after digging a little bit deeper, just like we're doing right now, I really found that they are also motivated from a similar point. So I'm the chief business officer of Care Predict, uh, Jerry Wilmink. He, he, I interviewed him and he told me a story about how when he was very young, he was very close to his, his grandfather. And his grandfather ended up falling one day down the stairs and nobody knew about it. And Jerry, being the biomedical engineer that he is, asked himself, why can't we figure this out before it happens? And so he worked on products that are, are home-based wearables for, for patients in the home for aging adults. And they check, tracks their movements and it predicts when people are more likely for a fall. So Jerry is extremely passionate about this space and it comes from that close relationship he had with his grandfather and um, that experience when he was younger. 
um, to kind of motivate him to make a difference in patients' lives. Damn, that's awesome. Man, that's cool that because you're interviewing a bunch of other people. And if I could just kind of like throw in a personal story in here real quick, like one of the reasons I even started this health tech hustle is one, like I've been part of the industry, the healthcare industry as an MRI tech, it's healthcare plus technology. And so I've always been interested in it. But back in 2018, I kind of had my own kind of minor setback. I went to the doctor really just to get an eye checkup to get my new contacts and new prescription. But one thing led to another and I ended up being officially diagnosed with something called retinitis pigmentosa, which is a degenerative eye disease, which means my field of view of my vision slowly gets worse and worse until over time I become legally blind at some point. And so just during that whole process, I was going and seeing a bunch of different healthcare professionals, taking a bunch of different tests and just communicating with doctors all over the country. And just that process opened my eyes to the different kinds of technology and opportunities out there within healthcare, but not a lot of people know about it. And so for me, it was like, man, this was my journey. This was my experience. And these people have helped me. There's this cool technology. How can I create a platform to share this with more people, whether it's other healthcare founders who want to create something in this space or whether it's just somebody else like me who has been on this journey. You know, I just want to create a platform to be able to get this information out to the world. So that's kind of like my why as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that. I've really found through talking to a lot of people you know, like you, like, like Jerry, like people I talked to in my book that a lot of their motivation, particularly in the health tech space is they've seen this horrible experience that patients have and you know, want to do something about it. And they know that we can always do better. And part of the, the other theme of the book is if we're going to, we, we talk a lot about change at a national level coming from, from policy and it, change has to occur in individual patient experiences. So you're not going to get meaningful change at an aggregate level across the country unless you change something with how you care for each individual patient. And so the innovations I focus on are very focused on how can we get personalized how can we you know, change the way that the health system interacts with patients to help them navigate better, to help them understand their condition better, to help them generally follow what they need to follow to lead to better health or to lead to stable health. And so the challenges that I see in a lot of the innovation that we've seen at large scale have been very focused on sort of the system. And it has not quite yet trickled down to the individual patient. And so that's why I, I really focused on the innovations I focused on. Like, what do we know that can actually like really make a difference for, for people that are navigating their own care journeys? And that's sort of where I'm most passionate about. I, I wanted to go to medical school for a long time. And I was working for a pharmaceutical company in gene therapy and was really interested in sort of the biomedical side of healthcare. And I learned very quickly that Medicine itself, the knowledge of physicians, the way we do biomedical research is pretty effective. We're good at coming up with new treatments and new diagnoses and new diagnostic tests. But the problem is, how do we get patients matched with those properly? How do we make sure that once they leave the facility, they're able to to know what to do to actually manage their health? And one of my big guiding principles in the space is health is is always. The healthcare system treats health like it's only occurring when a patient comes into a facility when they go to a doctor's appointment. And the fact is, is people live and have to navigate their own health every single day. And because we have mobile technologies and we have wearable technologies now, it's gotten to this point where we can actually provide healthcare support proactively in in daily life, which is, is likely to be much more effective. 
And so if we're going to look at healthcare innovation, healthcare reform, it really comes down to how can we reflect what patients are experiencing to better meet them and guide them through what they need to be working through to, to get to better health. And so I got really bored with just like medicine itself because, you know, medicine does a fine job. And the problem is, is what happens when, when medicine's not sitting next to the patient. So I got very interested in how we can navigate the system, coordinate better, provide better overall experiences for patients. Nice. So instead of just the tip of the iceberg, you decided to dig deeper, go beneath the surface and explore a whole greater world. <laughs> yeah. My, my ultimate goal was I wanted to help people live healthier lives to be happy. Essentially, if you have a healthy life, you're able to attain happiness a lot easier. And I, that's my, was my driving principle to wanting to be a physician. And I, I realized halfway through my education that I was like, this is not what I should be doing if I actually want to help more people live a healthier, improved life. So I was like, I have to go to where the problem is. And, and the problem itself is not medicine. It's everything around medicine. Ah, interesting. So yeah, we're coming up towards the end, but I got a, a couple more questions for you before we end on our last exercise. Done a lot of research. You've talked to a lot of people, found some common problems and some common motivations as well as to what really moves the needle for people in the health tech space. So what sort of advice, based off your own personal experience and research, what sort of advice would you have for other whether it's CEOs or founders entering into the health tech space? Yeah, I think we talked a little bit about it earlier, but you have to build a team that is interdisciplinary. Healthcare is extremely multifaceted. It's it's almost a joke in when you like go to uh, like healthcare management policy school and everybody's like, healthcare is very complex. And you hear that at the start of every class. And the truth is it is. You have a really highly scientific knowledge base in physicians. So we, we actually pulled in our chief medical advisor, Dr. Richard Boxer. He's a former chief medical officer of Teladoc. So he's, he's also on the team. So we, we brought him in because we realized we need um, a lot more uh, medical support from a physician. So we, we assembled him. We have the technology people that are necessary to sort of build the actual the product itself. We have people who have the relationships and that have built companies before to help guide the process overall. And so it's necessary to assemble a team of, of different-minded people. Sometimes it makes it a little bit more difficult because you have to spend more time getting on the same page. But it's much more effective when you're trying to enter healthcare if you have all these different perspectives because it's, it's required. I've seen a lot of people get together with a bunch of tech people and they try and, and build a tech company and they, they kind of miss out on some of the core elements of healthcare. I've seen people you know, come just as, as healthcare people and they kind of don't have as strong of a technology or a business acumen. And so they really struggle to commercialize the product, even though the idea and the concept is very effective. So mm -hmm. healthcare is a team sport. And it's, it's always been a team sport. And if you're going to try and build a company as a founder, you need to put together a team that reflects the fact that it's a team sport. Awesome. I think that's a great way to, <laughs> great piece of advice, build a team. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> it does. Nice. So we've kind of been talking about a lot of in-depth stuff, um, a little bit of personal stuff as well. So I kind of want to end the interview on a little more lighter note with the exercise I call the rapid fire round. So I'm just going to ask you a couple questions and you just give me whatever answers you come up with. Okay. Yep. All right. So question number one, what is your favorite book of all time? I got to say it's uh, David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell. Who is the most influential person in your life or career? It was certainly my mom um, in my life and now in my career after she passed. 
And what is one goal you want to accomplish this year? I'd like to have a patient write to us at Avenue. I'd like to have them like tell me that we've made a difference in their life. So I'd really like to have that happen. That would make me feel like everything we've been doing is, is extremely successful. Great. Awesome. And so last one, what is one piece of advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? Oh, man. Keep following what you're interested in. You know, you can never go wrong if you wake up every day and you're excited to be doing what you're doing and, uh, you know, you gaining energy from the fact that you, you might be potentially making a difference one day. Awesome. Well, Robert, I just want to thank you once again for hopping on, just sharing um, what you're doing over at Wanderly and Avenue and just giving people advice and sharing your experiences from past interviews with other people and the common problems and pain points, desires and motivations and whatnot, and how you even went about creating your own book, um, which is on Amazon as well. We'll provide a link below. And then also just the importance of building a team and how important that is when it comes to actually growing a business in this industry, because it is complex. Like you said, it's not just healthcare. It's not just technology and business. They all got to kind of be synchronized. So thanks for hopping on today. Yeah. Thanks, Rodney. It's been a lot of fun. No problem. Actually, before you go, is there anything you want to share? Any website, social media, plug for your book? Go for yeah, it. Yeah. So my book's called uh, Innovating for Wellness. You can find it on Amazon or anywhere that you, you find books. My Twitter is um, at RLLongyear. And then uh, you, can, you can connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Awesome. Once again, that concludes today's episode. Catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Health Tech Hustle with Rodney Hu, founder of 209 Digital. Tune in next week for another interview with an expert leader in digital health.